discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. This morning, I want to share with you on a subject of title, God wants you to prosper financially. Yes. God wants you to prosper financially. Hallelujah. A lot of people feel that when you're a Christian, you're not supposed to prosper. You know, most people have had it in their minds that prosperity is a bad thing. Prosperity is not a bad Financial prosperity is not, it's not a bad thing. Being a Christian and being prosperous is a good thing. Hallelujah. If you check in your Bible, you will see how God prospered all those that he worked with. If you pick someone like Abraham. Abraham was prosperous. He was a prosperous man. And it wasn't a problem for God. He was a prosperous man. And he's called a friend of God. If you read in James, James chapter 2, verse 23. He says, And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. So Abraham was prosperous and was called the friend of God. If you read in Genesis chapter 13, verse 1. Look at Genesis 13, 1. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Next verse. And Abraham was what? Oh, it's like you're not in the church. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Abraham was very rich. Yet he was the friend of God. And yet he was righteous. Hallelujah. So financial, very rich, that's not me, he was very rich spiritually. He was talking about money. Physical cash. In cattle. Okay? In cattle. At that time, cattle was a means of, um, of trade. And a means of increasing in your, in your, in your farm. If you were a farmer, you had cattle to plow the land and do so many things. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Then he says, in silver. Is silver not silver? And is gold not gold? He was very rich in silver and in gold. And yet he was a friend of God. So you can be rich and be a friend of God. You can be rich and be a righteous man. Read in Proverbs chapter 8, he talks about how that wisdom gives you durable riches with righteousness. So, financial prosperity is not bad. It is, it is very good. And God is interested in you prospering financially. If you read in Psalm 35, verse 27, look at Psalm 35, verse 27. He says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, 
the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of the servants. Are you seeing it? It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Are you, do you favor his righteous cause? So shout for joy. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So God prefers you prospering or having financial resources than not having financial resources. You are at a better uh, stand with God when you are financially prosperous. That is his desire. God's desire for you is that you prosper financially. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So God is not God does not like it when you don't have anything, when you don't have much, when you can't do much, when you are you are you are lacking financially speaking. There's no money. You can't do what you want to do. You can't buy what you want to buy. You can't go to the places you want to go to. God, God is not interested. He doesn't like it. He likes it when you can do a lot. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? When I saw the scripture, I was so excited. He has pleasure in the prosperity of the servant. So it is God's desire. If you read in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John is just one chapter. Chapter 1, verse 2. He says, Beloved, this, is, this was written by the Apostle John, but he was expressing the desire of God. Okay, he was expressing the desire of God. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. I wish above all things. So it's God's desire, above all the desires he has for you, that you prosper, that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Health is also a form of prosperity. Yes, because if you are sick, you will pay a lot of money in order to get well. If cancer should show forth in your body right now, you, no matter how rich you are, you realize that your money may not be enough. Hallelujah. So having a health is also a form of prosperity. But this time I'm talking about financial prosperity, money. Okay, financial. Is it a good thing to talk about money in the church? Yes, we have to talk about money in the church. So everybody's looking for money. You rise up in the morning, move around and do what you are doing because of money. Is it true? If you, if you wake up at 4 a.m. in order to miss traffic on this Medina 37 highway, it's because you are going to look for money. Isn't it? Now, God is trying to let you know that he's interested in you getting the money more than you are interested in getting the money. And he has, he, it is his desire for you to be rich. To be rich. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, he lets you know that he became poor so that you through his poverty might be rich. It is his desire for you. So God likes or wants your financial prosperity. Have that in your mind. Have that in your heart. There are a lot of Christians who feel uh, God wants them to be poor. And that poverty is a sign of righteousness. Okay? I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that or heard anything like that. There are a lot of Christians who feel that money will corrupt you. 
or money will destroy your life. So don't, don't look for money. Hallelujah. Let me, I'll explain some scriptures to you. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that, all, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. This is the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He became poor because of you, so that you through his poverty might be rich. So it is, it is his desire for you. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be rich. He wants you to be financially buoyant. He wants you to be financially affluent. What he doesn't want for you is to follow money and not do it his way. There's a way he has for you to prosper. Please, you understand? There's a way. Because you can prosper to do many ways. You can prosper by selling cocaine. By becoming a cocaine dealer. You will get your money. Or... You can get financially prosperous by, by becoming an arm robber or a thief. There are many ways of becoming prosperous. Many, many ways. You can become financially prosperous by duping people. By scamming. You can become financially prosperous by, by betting. A lot of people are quiet. It's like, are you in the church? Are you in the church? Okay. I'm shaking tables. You can become financially by, by betting. One guy won, uh, this is 1992. He won 1 billion CDs at that time. Lots, lots and lots of money. Isn't it? A lot of money. Do you know what they did? He bought a house and bought a car. And then that's after betting. He got so he got money to bet. It was uh, Lotto at that time. So he got a huge amount of money. He bought a house, bought a car, and used the rest of the money to go and stick more Lotto. Do you understand what I'm saying? He used he used more than half of the money, about let's say 700 million. Yes, huge, because he had some too sure, too sure numbers. Do you know too sure? He had some too sure numbers that he could bet life on. So he took the rest of the money and went to bet, and he lost it. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. If my wife were here, she would have told you. It's not a, I'm not telling you a, a joke. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It's someone who is there right now as I'm talking to you. He had so much. Money gained wrongly goes, goes away wrongly. So God is interested. In, that what he wants is for you to get the money the right way. His way. Okay? For the right reasons. His reasons. Not your reasons. Please, you understand? That's why we are teaching you. Okay, but as to the fact that God wants God wants you to prosper financially, it is clear. He says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. If you read in First Timothy chapter six, uh, we can read from verse seven. You will see uh, God talking about gaining money in other ways that He doesn't like, or letting money become your aim in life. He says, for we, we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. Is it true? 
Is it true that we brought nothing into this world? Who came into this world wearing a Gucci shirt uh, with um, um, what? What? Wrist with a wristwatch, a, 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 a Louis Vuitton wristwatch, wearing Timbaland. Nobody came into this world with that. All, not even Bill Gates' child came into the world like that. Everybody came naked. And you, it is certain that you will go out naked as well. You go out with just one cloth. And even that one, it will be here on earth. It, it can't cross the line with you. It will be for ants. Eh? All the nice food you are eating is for ants. You are just fattening yourself for ants. Hey! Is it not a shock? <laughs> Hallelujah. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Verse 8. It is certain. He says, And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. So whilst you wait for your financial buoyancy, he says, If you have food and raiment, be okay. Relax. Financial prosperity, God's way, takes time. Whether you like it or not. Every, if you want to gain money genuinely, you need time. Nobody plants cocoa and reaps it tomorrow. You don't, you don't plant cocoa today and reap it tomorrow. It takes time. Even if you are planting uh, uh, vegetables that may use a month or two to grow, it still uses a month or two to grow. So every good thing that you can think about takes time, takes process. And God is the author of good. So what he gives takes time, takes process. There's nothing wrong with the word of God, but there's everything wrong with the seed, with the with the with the the field upon which the seed is sown. So God will have you change. It's important that you go through transformations and transfigurations, so that the money will not corrupt you, so that you will not use the money to destroy. Money in itself is not evil. Money becomes evil depending on who it's, it is with. The one who handles money determines whether money is good or evil. Money in itself is not evil. There's nothing wrong with money. But the one who holds it makes all the difference. So God wants to change your heart so that when you hold money, it will be used for the right thing. To be used for his purposes, not for any other thing. Please, you understand. Do you like my message? It says, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Next verse, verse 9. But they that will be rich, they that will, it's like all their, their will in life is to be rich. Nothing else. And not to be rich for anything. They want to be rich so that they can say that they have money. And so that they can flaunt their money. And so that they can act in a certain way. And so that they can, they can have all the girls you want, you can, you can have in the world. And buy all the cars that you can buy in the world that you will never use. Cars that you will never use. Houses you will never sleep in. Yeah, there are people who are, who are buying so many houses and they will never use it. They will never use it. Hallelujah. When others are lacking, your heart, the, the problem is with your heart. That is, the, that is where the problem is. Your heart. Your heart. Because your heart is not right, your hand may not be able to handle what you are suppo- it's supposed to handle. So God seeks to change your heart. So that you can handle financial prosperity. Tell anybody, change your heart. Ask anybody, why do you want to be rich? And ask, get an answer. It's not a rhetorical question. Tell anybody, it's not a rhetorical question. Why do you want to be rich? 
You want to be able to say, I got my house, I got my 16 bedroom house, I got my, I got my spinning wheels, my gold spinning wheels, I got my golden toilets, I got my Bentley, I got my, my <laughs> you will say, I got my, I got my, you become a gamma lizard, I tell you. I got my snake queens. This is Chantel for Monday. This is uh, Judel for Tuesday. Hey! Is that all? You have sex, you will die. You have sex, or you will die. Who dies during sex? Have you, heard, have you ever heard a lady dying during sex before? There was a young guy at Tech just two years ago. I think it was something. It was SRC something. You know, and the small pussy had gotten that had come with small money revealed his heart. It's amplified. Money is an amplifier. Just amplify what it amplifies what type of person you are. So it amplified his, his, his character. He was sleeping with every girl you can think about. And he needed aid to be able to do to be able to do it more. So he was taking some of these uh, pills. Wisdom power. So he was this lady, the lady was so beautiful, he wanted to finish the lady. Listen, you there's no man who can actually finish any lady. After sleeping, we should be walking around. There's nothing we should, you can't finish it. Take that it's a demonic thought, it's the devil trying to kill you, basically. Yeah, it's not it's not correct. You can't finish anybody, you can't score there. Do you understand? It's like I'm preaching to some angels in the church. So he took the pills, like I want to finish this girl. As he was doing his things, doing his things, his heart was beating very fast. And the heart beat like this, boom, and said, I'm tired. The heart was tired. And stopped beating, and that was the end of his life. On the girl. He was on the girl. Yeah. The small money he had revealed his heart. He's not dead though, he's dead. He, he didn't come back to life, he's dead. He's been dead for a long time. <laughs> so as for the money there, it's not a problem. It is your heart. Okay? Yeah, your heart. Hallelujah. What will you do if you should, if you, if you should receive a million dollars right now? Hallelujah. But then that will. So that the problem is with your will. Your, it's like, this is what I want. God wants it for you more than you want it. But he wants you to do it the way he wants it. Okay? Yes. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. And into many foolish and hateful lusts. Which drown men in destruction and perdition. So this is the problem. God doesn't want you to have this problem. So he wants you to do it his way. Are you ready to learn his way? Yeah, his way is, is blessed. It's, it's a blessed way. You go for a long time without lack. You go for a long time without any problem. If you do it his way. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 35, verse 27 once again. Let them shout for joy. And be glad 
that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So you must be his servant. It is you and he enjoy the prosperity of his servant. Hallelujah. Wow. Is that not exciting? If you read the Bible, you see a number of things concerning financial prosperity. One of the main things you find is the fact that financial prosperity is our birthright. The new birth, our new, our new birth gives us a right to prosper financially. Like I said earlier, delete it out of your mind that God wants you to be poor. It's not His will that you be poor. I've read it to you. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. He doesn't want you to, to be poor. So take it out of your mind that, oh, God wants me to be poor. God does not want you to be poor. Okay? Now, I'm showing you how that financial prosperity is God's will for your life, and hence, He has done so many things for you to prosper. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is the fact that financial prosperity, having physical cash, is your birthright. It is your birthright. Are you born again? If you are not born again, you need to give your life to Christ. If you are born again, then money, financial prosperity, is your birthright. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Look at Romans 8, 17. It says, and if children, then heirs. Are you a child of God? It says, if you are a child of God, then you are an heir. You are an heir. Then it says, joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. And if children, if you are born again, he says, then you are an heir. An heir of God. And you are joint heir with Christ. You are an heir of God. In other words, you are... You have an inheritance with God. What belongs to Jesus Christ belongs to you. I said what belongs to Jesus Christ belongs to you. Yeah. Are you born again? The qualification for being an heir of God is that you are born again. If you are born again, you are an heir of God. And you are joint heir together with Christ Jesus. Jesus is the heir of all things. The word heir means the one who, to whom everything is willed to. So everything has been willed to Jesus Christ and you are joint heir with Jesus Christ. By virtue of your new birth. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, isn't it? All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you are born again, now you are a new creature. Because you are a new creature, you are, you are a child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. You know, there are people who don't think that they are children of God. There are Christians who don't think that they are children of God. They feel that God doesn't like them. God likes you. Yeah, you are what God has been looking for. God likes you. God enjoys you. If you read in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, look at 1 John 3 1. First John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called what? The sons. Now when he says sons, he's referring to daughters as well. Don't say it's only for the boys. It's not only for the boys. It's for everybody. The, I was explaining this uh, during the week somewhere. 
Men and sons are used in generic forms in the Bible. The Bible was written by people who are from the oriental part of the world. When I say oriental part of the world, I'm talking about Asia. Okay? Middle, Middle East and Asia. In those places, they don't count women. It's their culture. It's not, uh, it's not evil. That's how their culture is. They don't count women. That is why when Jesus fed 5,000, they said 5,000 men. But the women and children were not counted. The women and children are actually more, always more. If you check the number of women here and the number of children who are here, in every congregation you can have, women and children are more. Hallelujah. So it was just, it's just a, 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 a generic, it's, that's how the, it was written. Okay? For instance, in the Old Testament, um, Adam had one, uh, daughters, but it was never mentioned. It was never mentioned in Genesis chapter 5, verse 4. Look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 4. And the days of Adam after he had begotten said were 800 years. And he begat sons and daughters. Have you seen it? He gave birth to what? Sons and daughters. Plenty daughters. But they were never mentioned. That is why in Genesis chapter 4, when um, Cain was born, for instance, you, you see Adam, you see Cain born, Abel born. It's Adam, Eve, Cain and Abel. It's like only four people are in the world. Eh? Adam is married to Eve. Cain kills Abel. So only Cain is left. And then Cain moves to another place. And then all of a sudden he has a wife. And he bears children. Where did the wife come from? So some people have said that, oh, Adam, uh, Cain, there was another group of people that God created in another place. There was nothing like that. It's all hidden in the Bible. Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 lets you know. In Genesis 4 1, the Bible says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, or he had sexual relations with his wife. And she conceived. And bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, what Eve was saying was that at long last I have a male child. There are other versions that say it. I don't know if you have any other version, NIV or any of it's ISV that says it well. I have gotten a male child, meaning that she had female children before her firstborn was a female. Probably her secondborn was a female. And Cain became the thirdborn. So she said, At long last I have a male child from the Lord. So Cain ended up marrying one of his sisters and they left. You see, then this is GNT. Then Adam and had intercourse with his wife and she became pregnant. She bore a son and said, By the Lord's help, I have gotten a son. So she named him Cain. By the Lord's help, I have gotten a son. Meaning that I had female children already. And it is obvious in chapter 5 verse 4 that she had Adam had daughters. He had daughters. But daughters are not mentioned. Please, you understand? Yes. That is the biblical, the, the, the way where it was written from. That's how it is. Okay? That's how it is. So when he says sons, he means daughters as well. So if you are born again, he says you have become his son or his daughter. So 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 once again. Behold, what man of blood the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. You are a son and a daughter of God. That's his love for you. Then it says, therefore, the world does not know us. Then verse 2 says, Beloved, now, he's not saying tomorrow, he says, now are we the sons and daughters of God. And it does not yet appear what you shall be. Now, tell me about now. Are you a son 
or daughter of God. Not tomorrow. So God loves you. Tell neighbor, God loves you. Tell the other neighbor, God loves you. Tell the neighbor behind you, God loves you. With all of his heart. Yeah. God loves you into detail. Into detail. Yeah. God really loves you. Okay? Yeah. It's important. Understanding his love for you will make a lot of difference in your life. He loves you. He prefers you. He enjoys your company. Yeah. So the qualification to financial prosperity is to be a child of God. And if you get born again, you are born again to be an heir of God. An heir of God. A joint heir with Christ Jesus. Joint heir. Say I'm a joint heir. Look at Hebrews chapter 1. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 2. Follow me very carefully, okay? Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 2. God, who has sent you times and in diverse manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom, that is Jesus Christ, whom he has appointed heir of all things. So Jesus has been appointed as what? Heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. Jesus has been appointed heir of all things. And he says, by him he made, he made the whole world. Jesus is the heir of all things. Everything you can see in the earth, everything you can see in heaven belongs to him. And you are joint heir with him. All the silver, all the gold, everything belongs to him. And you are joint heir with him. What? So don't start off looking at your pocket. Start off looking at what the, the Lord has done for you. What is your pocket not withstanding or your bank account not withstanding? You should know what God has done for you. Sometimes we say that someone, someone can have cancer. It will show up today. But it will say that the cancer has been hidden in the person for the last eight years. So it can be there for a long time and not show up until after eight years. What is in you is what will come out. Someone close to me had a surgery. She had had the chicken pox many years ago. Now, the chicken pox went away, but then it was still hiding in her system. Apparently, chicken pox can, can do that. Okay? Now, when she had the surgery, her immune system went down, and the chicken pox came back again. So it's been hiding in there for many, many years. Because her immune system became weaker, it came back. What is the news? What to come out? So if you understand financial prosperity, if you, know, if you know what God has done for you, no matter how long it takes, it will come out. <laughs> it will come out to show forth. It may take time, but then it will show forth. Hallelujah. So Jesus has been appointed heir of all things. Heir of all things. Heir of all things. Look at Colossians 1 verse 15. I want to show you so many scriptures along these lines. Colossians 1 16. He says, 15, he says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Next verse. Then he says, for by him were all things created. By him were all things, the silver, the gold, the, the, everything you can think about. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, whether visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he's the heir of all things, and you were joint heir together with him. Meaning that all things are yours. So in Colossians, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, Paul mentions, he, he, he lets us know. In 1 Corinthians 3, 21, he says, Therefore let no man glory men, for all things are yours. 
He's talking to children of God. He says, all things are yours. All things. Next verse. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Everything is yours. Everything is yours. Do you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> your work notwithstanding, if your mindset is not correct and if what is inside you is not correct, you will work for a long time and not have. Listen, it is not work that brings money. Or you've not realized it. There are, there are people who work very hard but then they don't get much. There's a supernatural ability that prospers people. People know it. That is why people go to Juju Men. So, for help. Okay? Yes. And those, sometimes those who are prospering, don't, they don't even know why they are prospering. Yes, you need some supernatural ability, some supernatural power for you to come into real financial blessings. And God is showing you His word concerning what you need to have in your mind. Know that He has prospered you. Know that you are an heir of God. Know that you are joint heir with Christ Jesus. Know it for yourself. Solomon was told by God in a dream, I have made you wise. And I have made you prosperous. He woke up wise and he woke up prosperous. Nobody has had as much money as Solomon has had. Wow. And it was God who gave it to him. Meaning that God is interested in your financial prosperity. So he says, all things are yours. Why? Because all things belong to Jesus Christ and you are an heir with him. Do you believe it? Ask your neighbor, do you believe it? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must believe. There are things you must believe. You must just believe. You can't do much about it physically. You just have to believe. And as you believe, it starts working on your behalf. Do you like my message? So Jesus, the Lord of all, Psalm 24 verse 1. Look at Psalm 24 verse 1. All things are his. All things are his. And we have joined heirs with him. So all things are now ours. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. He says the earth is the, is the Lord's. The whole earth is for the Lord. And you are joined heir. You are an heir of God. Hey. Meaning that the whole earth belongs to you. Do you believe it? The whole earth belongs to you. He says, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The fullness of the earth, everything in the earth. Let's read the Amplified. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. The world and they that dwell in it. Let's, let's read. I want you to see the word fullness. Maybe someone will say it differently. He says, the world, God claims earth and everything in it. God claims world and all who live in, on it. God claims earth and everything in it. The world and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. The world and all that is in it belong to the Lord. And you are joined here with the Lord. BB, a son of David, the earth is a loss with all its wealth. This is, this is it. This is what I want you to see. He says the earth is a loss with all its wealth. The world and all the people living in it. All the wealth of the world belongs to the Lord. And you are joined here together with the Lord. Listen, believe it. It starts off by believing. Just believe what the Lord has said. Yes. There are things that you see, there are different aspects of the word. The word of God has different aspects. There are some, some things that we say that you need to do. Okay? It shows you what to do. And there are things we say to you to, for you to believe. You just believe. There's nothing you can't do in it. Just believe it. God says, I have prospered you. God says, everything, all the world in the earth is yours. Just believe it. 
Ask your neighbor, do you believe it? Yeah. All the wealth in it belongs to him. And I am a joint heir together with him. So all the houses here are mine. All the cars in this world, they are mine. They were made for me to enjoy. And I will enjoy them. The Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Yeah. So don't walk around as some, somebody who doesn't have anything. You know, as for me, I come from a poor home. Nothing, nothing, there's nothing there. We just have one, one place where we all sleep. Yes, that may be your present circumstance, but know what the Lord has said. Start declaring it, start believing it. Okay, start believing it, start thinking it, start talking it. Start believing it. Do you believe it? Yes, believe it. Believe it. Years ago, we didn't even have a, a, a bicycle to our name. There was not even a bicycle to my name. Yes, didn't have anything. You think you've been poor before? I've been very poor before. But the word of God has prospered me. How did it start? It started by me believing what God has said. I started believing what the Lord has said. If I tell you about my, my family background, you may not believe it. Yeah. I was telling Anita some time ago. Yeah. When people see me now, they feel that I've, I've, I've been, I've been at that beast since the 80s. No, I was not born into wealth. No, 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 no. Yes. There was no silver spoon. <laughs> they couldn't even afford the spoon. I remember there was a day we were looking for, we were looking for a, some money to buy a fish for the palm nut soup. And we couldn't find. We searched the whole house. There was no, you know, sometimes you can have a coin lying somewhere that can do something for you. I mean, everything was used up. We searched and said, nothing. I tell you, nothing. Yeah? There was no ceiling in the house, no ceiling. Do you understand? No ceiling. There's no ceiling. You see the roof, the roofing sheet like I see the roofing sheets now. Yeah. For many, many years. Water closet. What is water closet? We didn't have water closet. If I tell you when I started sitting water closet, you'll be surprised. Yeah. But you see, I don't know how you see me now. You see me as a very rich person. Very wealthy person. You see me as a blessed man. Yeah, I have become by believing. Just believing. Believing and thinking like that. Believing strongly what God has said. So I say to myself, I'm a joint head together with the Lord. All things are mine. I just believe it. You see, it says, if you believe, you will say it. We are having the same spirit of faith as it is written. I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13. Let's look at it. Believe what? So this morning I came to tell you, believe that the Lord is interested in your financial prosperity. And believe the fact that the Lord has prospered you. Believe it. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it's written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. What do we believe? We believe in what God has said. God says that a castle of a thousand hills are mine. The silver and the gold is mine. All things are mine. And he says that you are joint heir together with him. You are, you are his heir. And you are joint heir together with Christ. All things are mine. Believe it. 
Yeah? Psalm 24, verse 1, once again. BBE. It's nice in the BBE. Bible in basic English. If you don't have it, go and look for it. And easy English too. English, easy English is being wilder. The earth is the Lord's with all its wealth. All its wealth. All its wealth. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. Deuteronomy 10, 14. Let's still read it in the BBA. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. The Lord your God is ruler of heaven, of the heaven of heavens, and of the earth with everything in it. Everything in the earth is for him. And you are joined air together with him. Brother, your life is made. Believe it all. <laughs> Believe it. Even when I had not traveled before, the first time I traveled out of this country, I was 30. 30 zero. But way before that, I was saying that all things are mine. And now, not, no nation will close, close to me, will close up to me. Why? Because the earth is for the Lord. America is for the Lord. UK is for the Lord. Canada is for the Lord. Australia is for the Lord. Everywhere is for the Lord. Nothing, no one can close their doors to me. If I come knocking to open their doors. Hey, do you believe, do you believe in such things? Listen, there's an aspect of it. You just have to believe. You can't, you can't do much. Just believe it. Yes, that's the work. Believe it. Yes, just believe it. Yeah. I was saying that, listen, I'll sit on many planes. Many planes. Our own planes. Yeah. Because everything is for, the, is for my father. It's for my father. The airplanes, the cars they are making, the nice cars they are making, it's for, it's for him. All the things that Mercedes-Benz is doing is for Jesus Christ. It's like you don't want to drive a Benz. You will drive a Benz. Yeah. You will give out Benz. You will give out Benz like it's not like it's biscuits. You give Benz out like it's biscuits or toffees. Do I have some people who believe what I'm saying in the church? Yeah. Everything in the earth, in the heavens, is for the Lord. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I didn't even have one car. But the Lord says, all things are mine. So I didn't have anything, but I was, I, I was believing it. All things are mine. All things are mine. Today, God has blessed me with four cars. I've never bought a car before. God has blessed me with four cars. Hey! A fifth and a sixth one are coming. Can you imagine? A fifth and a sixth one are coming. I'm blessed. Am I seeing some faith people? Are you in the church? Believe it. It is something to believe. Yeah. 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 All things are mine. All things are mine. You see, don't say that when you are, you are driving a nice car. When you are driving a nice car, oh, oh, now I feel like all things are mine. Believe, believe. Tell me about belief. When there's no evidence around you, you still believe it. When there's nothing showing around you, you still believe it. I believe what the Lord has said. He has said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Yeah. I believe. Kenneth Hagen of Blessed Memory is feared 
in America. His fear because of his wealth. His wealth, money, physical cash. His grandson did something wrong not long ago. And when the news were describing the grandson, they said he's the grandson of a very wealthy man. The news people were describing a very wealthy family. You know how he started? He couldn't even uh, uh, buy shoes for himself. Shoes was a problem. Yeah. But through believing the word of God, he built a house for all of his grandchildren before he died. He dashed so many airplanes before he died. And all those who believed in the things that God showed him that he thought concerning financial prosperity have prospered. The wealthiest preacher in the world is Kenneth Copeland. And, a, and Kenneth Copeland is Kenneth Higgins' son in the Lord. Money. That man has dashed over, is it 90 planes? Some he's dashed. You understand? I didn't say he owns. He has dashed, given it out. Oh, you don't have every plane. Have. Yeah, the ones he has given out. God's stream. Have. Oh, be blessed. He's given out 90 planes. Nine zero aeroplanes. Yeah, many for many years he's, he's blessed people. That's what I'm talking about. You see, and there's what kind of what kind of work will you do to have 90 planes to dash? There's something supernatural that must be working around you. That, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about supernatural, something supernatural that works, that causes you to come into prosperity without you even having to struggle in a certain way. Like you make the right decisions all the time. You are in the right places for the right things to happen all the time. There's a business deal going on, they do everything, you enter, and then you get two million dollars just like that. Hey, it's like you don't believe it. Believe it all. Believe it. Yeah. So I believe in this. I believe in the, in the God they said. The same Jesus Christ they said. That I'm also saying. Yeah. And I've believed over the years. I remember years ago, 1999, when I started reading Kenneth. It's a 98 when I started reading Kenneth Hagen's books. I didn't think there was nothing. Nothing. I just started believing in the word. Just believe. Just believe. Today I can't say I'm poor. I can't. I can't say I'm poor. I can't say I don't have. No, no, no. I can't. All things are mine. Yeah. If it has worked up to this point, isn't this not time that I'll say something else? No, no, no. I'm still believing God and His word. This all things are mine. Hallelujah. Can I show you more scriptures? More scriptures. Psalm 50, verse 12. Psalm 50, verse 12. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine in the fullness thereof. This is God talking. He says, If I were hungry, I wouldn't have told you. Why? For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. If I had need of food, I would not give you word of it. For the earth is mine and all its wealth, all its wealth is for the Lord. And I'm a joint heir together with the Lord. It will take time, but you you will get it. You see, when when a rich man marries a poor girl, eh? A poor girl. A rich man marries a poor girl. It's always difficult for the girl to to accept the fact that now her status has changed. Yes, if the girl has been poor for 25 years of her life, 
eating from the gutters, pauper, problems, so many things. And then all of a sudden, her destiny changes. And she gets married to a rich man who has billions of dollars. Okay? She may not even use their car. It may take time. So it's like that for all of us. It takes time. But you will catch on to it. Yeah. We are now married to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We are now in a relationship with, with the God of all. Yeah. Apart from being his sons and daughters, we are his bride. Nobody wants his or her wife to suffer. He doesn't want you to suffer. Wow. Believe it. Tell me about believe it. Yeah. This is message, message. Psalm 50 verse 12. If I get hungry, do you think I will tell you? All creation and its bounty are mine. All creation and its bounty are mine. Yes, all the goodies are mine. Yeah, he says, all things are yours. All things are mine. Wow. I want to move away from it, but it's not working. And God is telling me to dwell. Dwell on this particular point. Yes, dwell on it. Oh, say, all things are mine. Yeah. The cars, they are mine. Yeah, the aeroplanes are mine. Someone is saying, hey, which, which church is this? You are talking about cars and aeroplanes. If you get, would you drive some? I will drive. I will drive. Won't you fly some if you get some? Yeah. So I'm showing you what God has said. He says, all things, all the bounty is mine. Wow. Yeah. Believe it. Just believe it. That's, that's where it starts from. Just believe it. Yes, believe it. Believe it. I believe it. God says it. I believe it. And that settles it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it is our birthright. Say it is my birthright. Yeah, it's my birthright. I was born into wealth. I was born into wealth. That is my portion. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. All things are mine. Prosperity is mine. I keep going higher and higher. My finances are increasing more and more. I'm flowing from thousands into tens of thousands. And I'm flowing from tens of thousands into hundreds of thousands. And I'm flowing from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. Yeah. Some time ago, ten cities was even a problem. Ten cities was a problem. Yeah. I'll give him ten cities and he'll be happy. Yeah. Five cities at the at the point. Yeah. Yeah. I tell. You. But now it's not like that. You see, if you don't believe that things can change, it will never change. It will never change. If you, if you, if you, and if you don't believe, it will show up in your, in your speech. Yes. You will hear yourself saying things like, I don't know what the future holds for me. I'm broke. Since, since I started life, I've never had money. I've never had 10,000 cities in my life. You want to have 10,000 cities in your life? Start saying that you have 10,000. Listen, recently, recently, I've been saying that the million dollars, no, me too, I'll chop some. You remember? Yeah, I've been saying it. Me too, the million dollars, I'll also chop some. <laughs> My testimony is coming. Yeah. 
last year, God told me, start saying that. Me to death. Because in Ghana, one million dollars is nothing. It's nothing. In America, it's a lot, but in Ghana, it's nothing. It shows you how prosperous we are. Yeah. There's a house that's just one house like this, sitting on a small plot. One house like one million dollars. I see it every morning when I wake up. One million dollars. One small house. One million dollars. Yeah. One million. Shut. I realize that. But, you see, uh, Prince Harry and the wife, Meghan, the house they bought in America, is actually $850,000. And everything is inside. It's, an, it's, an, it's the biggest state. Everything is $850,000. Ghana here, $1 million. One small house with a plot that you can park only two cars. Hey! So if you don't have the $1 million from you, can't enjoy some things. Send me two. I will enjoy the $1 million from million songs. By fire, by force. By whatever means. Me too, I'll enjoy some. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout if you are in the chair. Sit down for a moment. Yeah. Me too, I'll, me too, I'll, I'll get some. Believe it though. Why not? Why not? Why, why should you to have some? Yes. Why not? You can also have some. Exactly. Look, you are you are a person. Are we not a person? Are we not a people? <laughs> have you seen that that document, that short skit? The lady said, "Why shall I shy?" The guy asked her, "Are you shy?" He said, "Oh, why shall I shy? If I shall shy, shall I shy for you?" Then she said, "Are we not a people?" And the guy said, we are people. <laughs> and we are a person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. Believe it. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. Believe it. See it. I'm prospering. Yeah. Be quiet. Because the Lord is my birthright. It's my birthright. It's, I'm an heir of God. And a joint heir together with Christ Jesus. So I believe. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything that is in it is for the Lord. Yeah. Everything that is in it is for the Lord. Hallelujah. It is also our redemptive right. Financial prosperity is also our redemptive right. It is part of the redemption. It is our birthright and it is our redemptive right. We were born into it and we were redeemed out of poverty into Prosperity. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. I mentioned it to you earlier today. Wow. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Redemption is what Jesus did for you. This is one of the things Jesus did for you. He says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. For your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. So it is our redemptive right. He took us from nothing to something. He took us from darkness into light. He took us from the low life to a high life. We are high flyers. Why? In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Look at Ephesians 2. Let's read from verse 5 into verse 6. Ephesians 2 from verse 5. Believe it though. From verse 5. It says, even when we were dead in sins, God has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. 
by grace are you saved. Have you seen it? He says, go back, go back to verse 5. Even when we're dead in sins, God has quickened us together with Christ. He's brought us back. The word quickened means to bring back to life. Let's read BB so that they can understand. He says, even when we're dead through our sins, God gave us life together with Christ. My grace, you have, you have salvation. God gave us what? Life through together with Christ. So when Jesus came back to life, we came back to life with him. When he died to sin, we all died to sin. When he went to hell, we all went to hell with him. It's called identification. We were identified with him in all of his work. All that Jesus did, all the things that Jesus went through, he went through because of you. When they were lashing him and peeling off his back, it was because of you, so that your body would never be broken. So that you would never fall sick. So that sickness would not kill you. No. He died an untimely death, so that you would not die an untimely death. It's called redemption. He replaced you. It's called substitution. He replaced you. Are you in the church? Yeah. Jesus died at 33. A young age. So that you will not die at a young age. So refuse to die at a young age. When you hear that young people are dying in some place, don't say, hey, is it going to happen to me? No, no, no. It's never going to happen to you. Not you. Say, not me. Even when we're dead through sins, through our sins, He gave us life together with Christ. By grace, you have salvation. Verse 6. After He's giving us life, look at what it is. It says, So that we came back from death with Him and are now seated with Him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. King James. Go to King James. I'm preaching. Yeah, he says, and has raised us up together. He raised us up. We died with him, and he raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you are not on the low anymore. Now you are in the high. You are in the high places. You are seated in the high places. Are you in the church? Say, I'm seated in the high places together with Christ Jesus. Yeah. And in that place, we walk on gold. It is my redemptive rights. We are in a pl- we are in, we are seated in high. I'm a high flyer now. Yeah, I'm a high flyer. Why? Because of redemption. He has taken me out of darkness into His marvelous lights. He has taken me out of poverty into riches, into wealth. He has taken me out of sickness into health. It is redemption. It is for you. Believe it. Tell you, believe it. Believe it with all of your heart. Yeah. And we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus owns all things. And we are seated in Him. In other words, you are actually Him. We can't find you. When the devil is looking for you, he can't find you. Someone takes your picture to a Jew man and wants to curse you or say something about you. When they call your name, Bright, when they say, Bright, come, Bright, come forth. Popular manager. Kaba, kaba. Gamalin 20. When they call you, you are not the one who will show up. It is Jesus who will show up. Because you are hidden Christ. Your life is hidden Christ and hidden God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Then the next verse says, when Christ, who is our life? That's verse 4. When Christ, who is our life? So your life is now Jesus himself. 
You are seated together in him. You are identified with him. His prosperity is your prosperity. His blessing is your blessing. His goodness is your goodness. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it with all of your hearts. Say it no matter how you feel. Say it no matter what you are seeing around you. If you are seeing poverty around you, start saying you are rich. It's, it's, it's by faith. You see, I, 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 did, I did an MBA. Okay, I have a master's in business administration, strategic management, and management consulting. But I'm not teaching you management. I'm not a management preacher. I'm not a, 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 a financial strategic analyst. I'm not into securitization of future earnings. That, that, is, that, is not, that is not what I'm teaching you now. If that were what I was teaching you, I'd have used other slides, another slide. That's not what I'm teaching you. I'm a pastor, I'm a prophet sent by God to you. And my job as a prophet in your life, eh, my job as a prophet in your life is written in 1 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Let me show it to you. 1 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. He says, Believe in God, and ye, and David, no, verse 20. No, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Oh, there's nothing like that. He says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So believe in what I'm saying to you, that you are prospering, you will prosper. To you as a management consultant, I'm talking to you as a prophet of God. He says, By a prophet, he brought them out, and by a prophet, he took them in. Yeah, I'm speaking to you as a prophet. Yeah, he says, Believe in ye also in his prophet, believe his prophet, so shall ye prosper. Do you believe what I'm telling you? I said, You are going to prosper, you are increasing on every side, financially speaking. You drive some of the car. You two, you fly a plane. You two, you go from one country to the other. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You two, you will buy a house for the Lord. You will build a house for the Lord. You two, you will change someone's life. Listen, we have a calling from God. There's a calling from God that we have. Matthew chapter 25. Let's read from verse 32. Look at Matthew 25 from verse 32. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hey, I'm seeing some prosperous people in the system. You will not walk forever. You will dash cars. You will dash cars. You will give cars out to people. Yeah. One day you'll be driving on the same road and you will see someone walking. One of our church members walking, you say, Oh, don't you have a car? And the person will say, oh, I don't have a car. And you say, oh, Come to my house tomorrow. Come to my house tomorrow. Come to my house tomorrow. Come to my house tomorrow for a car. Yeah. You will say to the person, Come to my house tomorrow and come and select a car. Come and select a car. How many of you know Professor Kodye? Professor Kodye, Potter City. He was talking about how years ago he didn't have anything. No, nothing. It's nothing. He became so blessed. It's, it's supernatural. Though. There's an anointing called the Mimshak anointing. It prospers you, causes you to go forward and do well. 
It's amazing. Yeah, Meshach. That was, what, that, that was the blessing that Lucifer had. The anointing he had was called the Mimshak anointing. Yeah, Mimshak. Thou art anointed, O cherub. The word anointed is Mimshak. And it means to expand and multiply. To produce, expand and multiply. Yeah. Prosperity. That was the anointing he had. God gave it to him. And you are in God. The man said he didn't have anything. Poverty, nothing. One day, he dashed someone a car. Because the cars come so much that. Recently, someone drove 10 land cruisers. Brand new land cruisers to him. 10, 1, 2, 3. How can one person drive 10 cars? He too is not a fool. He will dash it. There are some cars that he doesn't even see with his physical eye. When he gets the key, he hands it over to someone. Who needs a car? This person, okay. Adeboye dashed 1,000 people cars in one day. On his birthday, he asked people, he asked church, who needs a car? And some people lifted their hands. Thousands of people lifted their hands. Everybody got a car. That's the kind of prosperity I'm talking about. Not, not you, you, you have and you, you are not giving to anybody. No. If you have that kind of heart, what I'm preaching is not for you. No. He dashed somebody, Prophet Nanaya Sarkodia dashed somebody a car. And when he saw it later on, he said, hey, is this the car I gave to you? The car was too nice. He couldn't believe that he had given the car out. It was too nice. He said, if I seen it, maybe I'll not, not have given it. He is blessed so much. So much. Supernatural blessings. Yes, financial blessings. Abraham is our father. Abraham is our father. Yeah. Father Abraham had many sons. You are one of the sons and daughters of Abraham. You too, you have to drive something. You too, you have to fly something. Believe it. Stop thinking about your, your family, your home. Oh, as for my family, nobody goes anywhere. Nobody goes anywhere. As for me, I'm going somewhere. Hey, as for me, I'm going somewhere. Yeah. If nobody goes anywhere in my family, as for me, as for me, I am in a different family now. Yeah, the Bible says that we are in the family of God. We belong to the household of God. It says we are not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but we are born of God. You are now a child of God. God is your father. Yeah, and in his family, there are no poor people. Yeah, no poor people. We have, a, we have a responsibility. We are saved to display God's wealth. Yeah. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. How many blessings you came? Look at this. He says that he's talking about... This, this is another... Uh, uh, I was mentioning some judgments recently. I went to preach somewhere last week. Or journals, whatever. And I was mentioning the kinds of judgments. There are four kinds of judgments. The judgment of sin. Um, Bimasi judgment. White throne judgment, and then there's this one, it's called the judgment of the sheep and goods. I didn't mention that one there. He says, When Jesus comes, he says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, He shall separate the world into two groups those who did what he wanted them to do, and those who didn't do what he wanted them to do. Now, those who did, who did what he wanted them to do, look at what they did. Okay, he says, So then shall the, so shall the, king, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Next verse. For I was unhungered, I was, I was hungry, and you gave me meat, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Next verse. Naked, and you clothed me. 
I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and fed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took you in, or naked and clothed you? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto you? When? When did we say it? Next verse. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. He says, As much as you have done it to somebody else, you have done it unto me. Now, Jesus is by this scripture separating you from being the needy. He has empowered you to feed the hungry, empowered you to give drink to the thirsty, empowered you to visit the one in prison. Meaning that he has taken you out of prison, taken you out of need, taken you out of hunger, taken you out of the place of not being clothed to the place of prosperity and affluence. He will not tell you to do something when he has not given you the ability to become what he's saying you should do. So brothers and sisters, we have a, we have a responsibility of blessing the world. That is our responsibility. We bless the world. See, I bless the world. Say it again. I bless the world. I bless the world. I feed the hungry. Yeah, I clothe those who don't have clothes. I give shelter for the, the one who, does, who does not have a shelter. I take care of orphans. Yeah. So clearly he showed you that you are not poor. Jesus said on a certain day when they were talking about why Mary was using a, a wonderful, powerful perfume on him. Why she was spending so much money on him. Judas Iscariot said this could have been sold for so much and given to the poor. Jesus said the poor you shall always have amongst you. He didn't say you shall be poor. He said the poor you shall always have amongst you. Now there will be poor people in the world all the time. But not you. Not you. Say not me. Yeah. Not me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at Haggai. Haggai chapter 2. Shando huki balaba. Ledo skinny balo radaba. You will have more than enough. Listen, you may look like somebody who doesn't have anything now. But I'm, I'm prophesying to you. I'm speaking to you as a prophet. You will have more than enough. And you will be a blessing to many. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That contract that has eluded you for a long time is coming to you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. God is not happy when you, you don't have hope. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. He takes pleasure. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. The Lord takes pleasure in your prosperity. See, I'm rich. I'm rich. There was a time when this church didn't have, we didn't have, we couldn't do much. We couldn't do much. Curtains was a problem. Someone came to steal all our curtains. Yes, stole all our curtains and stole our keyboard. We couldn't have four certain instruments. We couldn't. We go to town, we buy certain. Look, no, this one is not our level now. We have to buy another one. If you don't believe it, it won't work. Even have we gone poor since we started? No, no, no. She's been around for a long time. Long time. This is a very old member, old pastor. She's been around for a long time. It's by believing and talking. No, I'm, I'm showing you, you see, that which I have handled is what I'm giving to you. Yes, that which I have, I have experienced. In John chapter 1 verse 1, he says, that which was from the beginning, which our hands have handled, 
look at it, first John 1 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which are, we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. You see, I'm giving you that which I have experienced. Okay? Yes, I've, I'm showing you what, what, what I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I couldn't even afford to rent a, rent a place. One bedroom car was a problem. Yeah. Could it? It's not like that today. But some people have been poor for a long time. Time does not change your status. Time does not. Yesterday I saw a man that has been walking. He, when I saw him, okay, I saw him like this about 22 years ago in my mother's area where I grew up. When I saw him, he was walking. It's been 22 years, he's still walking. 22 years, he's still walking. Yesterday, I took a car to my mom's place. Four days ago, I took another car to my mom's place. He is walking. Still walking after. So it's not time. Time does not change your status. Don't say, well, time, everything. Time only reveals what you have sold in the spirit. Time only reveals the investment you have made in your spirit. That's all. Your education notwithstanding if you don't believe God's word you will not go forward the way God wants you to go yeah. it's not everybody who has gone to school who is prospering is it true? Yeah. it's not everybody who has gone to school who is prospering yeah. there's an element that makes you go forward that's what I'm talking to you about believing in what God has said believing believing me too, I'll have a nice house somewhere. Yeah. And I'll dash houses. I'll dash houses. Yeah, I'll dash houses. Yeah. I'll dash houses. I'll do things for people. Yeah. We built a church with, with practically nothing. Alpha. We didn't have any money. It was nothing. Within a year, we have spent one million cities on this 2016. 2016 into 17. One million Ghana cities at that time. Yeah, if you don't believe it, you never have it. If you don't believe it, you never have it. Yeah. Believe it. Believe it. I'll say we will employ people. We will employ people. The church will employ people. Today we pay close to 16 people every month. Yeah, close to 16 people. Every month. No one month has passed that they don't have any, like nothing. No, every month we are paid. 16. In 2009, I heard Bishop Oedipo say, we have crossed the $1 million mark for wages per month. Wages per month. The number of people they pay in a month, they pay them $1 million. It has crossed $1 million. We are getting there. Yeah. And we are passing that level. Yeah. Wages per month. This is 2007-2009. One of them. Long time ago. Long time ago. Not utilities. Wages. Like these are the people they pay. Oh, you take your pay, take your pay, take your pay for, for working. Take your pay. One million dollars. Hey. If you don't believe it, eh, it won't happen. You must believe it. No, neighbor, you must believe it. 
We are in the end time church. And the end time church is, is programmed to prosper. We are in the end time church. And it is programmed to prosper. Because of certain prophecies that have been given concerning the end time church. So if you are in church in the house of God now, you should know that you are being called for prosperity. You should know it. Believe it. Okay? Look at Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. Haggai or Haggai. Haggai chapter 2 from verse 6. Elo da mando hushigibe. Melo rabadaba. For that said the Lord of hosts. It's a prophecy. The Lord is saying it. It's from the Lord's mouth. That said the Lord of hosts. Yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake everything. He says, and I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations shall come. And I'll fill this house with glory. See the Lord of hosts. This house, this, la- this latter house, this house with glory. Hallelujah. Of course, at that time they have built a temple for the Lord. And the prophet was speaking to that particular house. But then he was referring to this latter house of the church. Are you understanding? He says, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. What is the desire of all nations? What is the desire of all nations? What are all nations looking for? What is Ghana looking for? Why are we insulting the government? Why are we telling the Father not to do some things? Hey! Is it true? Yeah. When you are driving on this road, you start insulting the government. When the car starts moving like that. <laughs> ah, what kind of nonsense people are these? Are they, they don't. When you sit in traffic for a long time, you start insulting them, isn't it? Hey! Am I not seeing what you have been doing? Pray for a change. Instead of insulting unnecessarily. Pray for a change. We can talk clearly. You talk, we spoke in and nothing is happening. NDC Kama. Pray. There are five, over 5,000 projects that have not been completed in this country. Over 5,000. Started by various governments that have not been completed. So who is losing? The people are the ones losing. New government starts new projects because of the cash they will get from the new projects. And because they don't want to give credibility to the other governments. If NDC starts and NDP comes to finish, NDC will say, it is our, our project. And NDP will say, it is not your project. We did it. So to avoid that, when this one is building a house for the country, and it gets to the middle and we vote him out, this one will come and start another house. He will also get to the middle and we vote him out. And the other one will come and start another house. Hey! So pray for the country. Don't, don't say, don't insult too much. Insult small. Pray for the country. <laughs> the desire of all nations is money. Money. Prosperity. That's all they are looking for. Look at the next verse. He says, the silver is mine. This is God talking. He says, the silver is mine. And the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. The silver, so the desire of all nations, he says, I will shake the, the nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory. So we are in the latter house of glory. He says, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. Next verse. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. In this place, in this latter house, in this latter church. So we are in the days of financial prosperity. 
okay, of the church. Are you in the church now? This, we are in the days of financial... So if you are in the church, be happy. Be joyful. Be rejo- re- rejoice because we are in the time of silver and gold. We are in the time of real glory. Who sponsor the gospel so much? Now, what is the gold for? What is the silver for? What is all those things? What are all these things for? Why is the Lord going to prosper you? Because of His covenant. He prospers you because of His covenant. I'll meet you on that next week. Okay? But let me show you. Let me show you some more. Go to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Cry yet, saying, That's here the Lord of hosts. Who's talking? The Lord. That's here the Lord of hosts. My cities, through prosperity, shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion. You are Zion. And shall yet choose Jerusalem. My cities, through prosperity, shall yet be spread abroad. He says, my kingdom will spread abroad through prosperity. That's what he's saying. In our time, in this our time. And amazingly, we are the ones who have a call to go to the whole world. Jesus said we should go to the ends of the world. In Matthew chapter 24, look at Matthew chapter 24. Let's read verse 14. Matthew 24, verse 14. I'm prophesying to you. Look at this. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. For a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This gospel that we are preaching shall be preached in all the world. How shall we preach it in all the world? My cities shall yet through prosperity be spread abroad. Meaning that because we are the ones called to go to the whole world, hey, we are the ones who will prosper the most. We are the ones who will prosper the most. And you are not some believers in the house. I said you will prosper the most. For what purpose? For the gospel to go. For the gospel to go. You will sponsor the gospel. Yeah. The Lord will bless you. And you will sponsor the gospel. So all you need to do is to key in to what God has said. Believe in what God has said. Have the mindset that your prosperity is for the kingdom of God. Make it your anthem. My prosperity is for the kingdom of God. Make it your anthem. Make it your anthem. Make it your, your, your life's purpose. I will prosper because of the kingdom of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Look at Deuteronomy 8, 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. For what purpose? That he may establish his covenant which is where unto thy fathers as it is to stay. So he gives us power to get wealth for the purpose of establishing his covenant. For the purpose of spreading his city abroad. Since my city shall yet spread through prosperity. 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 So make it your life's anthem. If you are doing a business, make it your, your business's anthem. We are prospering because of the house of God. You'll be surprised at what will be happening in your life. You will be surprised at what is happening in you. What will be happening in your life. I have some young men who have decided to prosper because of the house of God. And I can tell you they are prospering. Whatever they touch prospers. One of them called me and said, Pastor, whatever I touch prospers. When I touch it, it works. I said, it's because you have made this your life anthem. Yeah, make it your life anthem. Yes, make it your reason for existence. When I have my needs for the Lord. It is for the Lord. It is for the Lord. So I see you prospering. 
Charlie, look at your neighbor, your prosperous neighbor, and say, My prosperous neighbor. I will dash you a car. I will dash you an airplane. We will sponsor the gospel together. Through me and you. The whole world will hear about Jesus Christ. Because we are rich. Because we are rich. I'm seeing plutocrats in the church. I'm seeing millionaires, billionaires, millionaires and billionaires. Years ago, John Austin, who is the father of Joel Austin, you know Joel Austin? Joel Austin inherited the church from his father, John Austin. John Austin was told by God, preach prosperity in the church and the people will prosper. Joel Austin's church, eh, today, the church is full of millionaires because they dared to believe in what God was saying through the pastor. When the pastor, when John Austin started preaching, nobody had anything. Nobody had anything. Nobody had anything. Today, there are millionaires in there. There are trillionaires in there. I tell you, the same is happening in this house. The same is happening because I'm seeing some believers. Some believers in the fact that God says, I'm prospering you. Ain't no shiggy daba. Years ago, in 1956, 1957, South Korea was the poorest country in the world. And Young Gito started preaching concerning prosperity like I'm preaching to you now. Today, Samsung is from South Korea. All the nice things you can think about from nice Korea. He told them you can become something. Yeah, God is with you. You can prosper. His church is full of, the last we checked, it was full of 100,000 millionaires, dollar millionaires. 100,000, 100,000. You can prosper, I can also prosper. You cannot prosper in the same church. You don't need to become bigger than somebody. You are becoming bigger and bigger. But not with the other person in mind. They are becoming bigger and bigger. More influential, more influential by the day. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.